Hey, welcome. I'm Natalie, your host, and today we're going to talk about the Philippe Pena and Nikki Rodriguez match. This past weekend, an event took place called Who's Number One? Who's Number One is essentially a super fight, meaning that they take, in this, in this case, there were eight matches, 16 competitors, and they live streamed the event for the masses, right? For us jujitsu lovers. And they live streamed it through a company called Flow Grappling. Flow is a subscription-based service, and they pretty much own the market right now on anything to do with uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu or grappling, especially if you want to like watch it um, on TV or the phone and stuff like that. It used to be where all of these entities, right? These organizations like the ADCC, like the IBJJF, they would record their own events and then they would post them and they would try to get them out. And flow grappling, I think really kind of provided a necessary service where they're like, Hey, we'll, we'll do it and we'll live stream it. And we'll have an application where everyone in the jujitsu community can be up to date on what's happening with the IBJJF, the ADCC with these events, like who's number one. And so my husband and I recently just took the plunge and got the subscription for flow grappling. I will keep you updated on kind of like my thoughts, what I like about the app, what I don't like about the app. Um, so, uh, I will keep you posted in that regard. However, I did like that. I was able to sit down in front of my big TV and watch those matches live. It was nice. It's $150 for an annual membership. I'm in no way sponsored by flow grappling. Please don't think that that's what this is. I just want to make sure that people who are kind of coming to this podcast and they might be newer in on the jujitsu scene in the jujitsu scene that they kind of understand what I'm talking about. So anyway, the event who's number one took place. Philippe Pena versus Nikki Rodriguez. It was not supposed to be Nikki Rodriguez versus Philippe Pena. It was supposed to be Gordon Ryan versus Philippe Pena. However, last minute, Gordon Ryan pulls out, stating his stomach is jacked up, he's dehydrated, he's not 100%. We do know from Gordon's past that he has GI issues. We know he's got stomach problems. He has actually talked about in interviews where he thought about retiring early from the hardcore competition scene because his body just wasn't working with him. He was able to push through that. And, and now he's, uh, you know, a big time competitor, bigger than ever. However, I don't know if it falls to his old stomach issues or, you know, his, his prior health dilemma, or he had bad sushi. Like, like, I don't know. Right. But Gordon Ryan's out. Nikki Rodriguez is in. Nikki Rodriguez is not an unknown. He is someone who has competed against Gordon Ryan and Philippe Pena. Um, He has beaten Philippe Pena at the ADCC. So this isn't a bad match, right? You look at it, you're like, that's not a bad match at all. The who's number one, the tournament style, I, I, 
I honestly didn't mind. I, I, I liked a few things about it. There were some other stuff that I was like, eh, you know, but I'm not a ginormous Nogi like um, fan. I, I like Nogi, but I'm not a huge, like I would much rather for myself personally, I'd rather compete with the Gi and, and all that kind of stuff. However, I liked a lot of what I saw for this event. Uh, and they were very, like, the rule style is similar to ADCC. So, meaning, like, all leg locks, all these kind of things are allowed. So, watching the Philippe Pena versus Nikki Rodriguez match, it was, it was exciting. It was never dull or boring. It was very technical. There were a couple times where, like, you were at the edge of your seat biting your nails and, um, and it was very nice. You could tell that Nikki Rodriguez, even though he only had three day notice, he was in excellent physical condition. And, and he stated in one of the interviews, they talked about how he, he stays ready. He was like, I stay ready. So I'm, uh, you know, I could compete at any time, any day I stay ready. Awesome. We saw that in this match where he was physically prepared and, there was some controversy. So throughout the match, we see Nicky Rodriguez. He's he's trying to pass the guard. Philippe Pana plays the guard. And there were a couple submission attempts by both sides quite a few times. The There weren't many serious ones. And the way that who's number one, their judges score the matches, isn't based off of like a, a point system, right? So like in the IBJJF, it's two points for a takedown. It's three points to pass the guard. And then whoever accrues the most points at the end of the match wins, right? Unless, of course, they get a submission, then they win automatically. No. Who's number one? The way they do it is based on positional dominance, like who dominates position. And then it's also based off, like, their actual attempts at submission that put the other opponent in danger so you can't just like touch the foot oh i touched the foot that's a that's a submission attempt no 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 my friend you have to actually get it they have to actually be in trouble they must defend from it in order for it to be considered to, you know for the refs to to consider it in that person's favor right so i i i like that i agreed with that um, another thing I thought was really cool is throughout the matches, about every five minutes, they would announce to the, um, participants, you know, you know, the participants and to the spectators, they would announce who was winning. <laughs> and so they had the blue corner, the red corner for each competitor. And then five minutes into the match, the entire mat would light up red or blue. And then an announcement would be made over the intercom and they would say, you know, judges favor blue, judges favor red. And you could see where that once in a while made a huge difference in the match. And as soon as that was announced and those, you know, boom, things got, <laughs> things got a little squirrely. Um, I like that because I saw it with the, I saw that with the Amanda Bruce versus Jasmine Hosha match where Jasmine was actually down in points and they announced it over the intercom and you saw Jasmine light up. You were like, oh, she was like, nope, not going to happen today. And she ends up 
Um, taking the mount, uh, taking the match, she wins via submission with a choke from Mount. And um, and I just thought it was so funny because I didn't even realize Wagner had a uh, he had a daughter who was that old and in that hardcore of you know into jujitsu. So it, it was cool to see like the circle of life continue. Right, because Wagner, he lives in Florida, so we see him once in a while at tournaments and stuff like that. So that was really cool. And um, going back to the Philippe Pena and the Nikki Rodriguez match, end of the match, unanimous decision for Philippe Pena. People were pissed. People stood up, they were screaming, they were booing Philippe Pena, and I was super impressed by Philippe Pena and how he was able to quiet that room, right? So Philippe Pena kind of waits a second for the crowd to quiet down. He he doesn't, you know, Kendall comes out there and she's like, hey guys, I want to hear what he says. You want to hear what he says too? Let's, let's, let's listen, right? And of course, a minute or so goes by, nobody's calming down, nobody's quieting down. And finally, Philippe just, he goes, hey guys, come on, come on. And he waits a few minutes and then he immediately goes into thanking Nikki Rodriguez for taking the match with three day notice. And he starts to talk about how Nikki Rodriguez is super tough. He was an amazing competitor and warrior and that he, he's thanking Nikki Rodriguez for stepping up to the plate and it quiets the entire gym right? That whole gymnasium has now calmed down and is actually listening because Philippe Pena is not out there and he's not being very cocky. He's not being rude. He's, he's being a very good sport. And he just was so impressive in his ability to really change the atmosphere of that, uh, you know, of that gymnasium. Because, I mean, there was booing and cursing and screaming and yelling going on. And Philippe Pena was like, hey, look, thank you, Nikki Rodriguez, for coming out here. He starts to talk about how strong Nikki Rodriguez is, how he's so blessed. And, and he's, you know, and he then at the end of the match, he even calls out Gordon Ryan. He goes, hey, I'll stay another week in town if that's what it takes to get Gordon Ryan feeling good again. And we can compete later on. And so I really, really, really was impressed by Philippe Pena's ability to turn that crowd. Um, and, and that's what being a good sport is and uh, showing appreciation is. Nicky Rodriguez, you see his post-fight interview and he is PO'd. He's like, I'm so salty right now, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I had it. And, but then he goes on to talk about how he should have finished it. And he should have never left it in the judge's hands. And my husband talks about that all the time. He's like, look, you, you can't leave it in the judge's hands because if you do, well, then, uh, you know, then it's, it's, it's up to the judges. It's not up to you. Right. And so if the judges say you didn't win, you didn't win. There's nothing you can do to change it. So I, you know, even though Nikki Rodriguez, you could tell that he was like really, really high octane at that moment. He was very emotional. He was going through a lot of feels. I, I feel like at the end of that conversation, he was able to even talk himself through like next time I've just got to beat him. I can't, I can't allow that to go to the judges. And so like even he comes to that realization through his conversation with the, um, 
you know, with the flow grappling for his post fight interview. And he wasn't really that like, he wasn't rude to Pena. He wasn't anything. And during the match, let's, let's go back a quick second. Pena talks about, they stopped the match. They actually stopped the match twice because Pena complains that for whatever reason, Nikki Rodriguez is like extremely slick, like not normal slick. And they actually towel dry him off twice in the match. And Pena talks about in his post-fight interview how the judge, the referee, excuse me, the referee did not seem to really know how to handle that. And that was, you know, and, and there was some stuff while we were watching the match, you heard some of the commentators like Kendall and all of them talk about greasing, right? And like, I remember my daughter, she's like, mom, what's greasing? What's greasing? What's greasing? And I was like, you know, maybe they're concerned he put something on himself prior to the match. Um, but then Kendall even mentions and, and it, she goes, she goes, you know, if they shave their arms, it changes. Like it feels completely different from training with someone who shaves versus someone who does not shave. Right. Very, very different. And she mentioned that she has some people who don't even like training with her when she's wearing shorts, um, because she shaves her legs and it's very hard and very slick. And also like I have done this in the past where I have, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay. I have no gi. So you get ready, you know, you take your shower beginning of the day, you make sure like as a female, we make sure we shave and then I put on lotion and then four five, six hours later, I'm training on the mats and the lotion I put on has not absorbed hundred percent into my skin. So when I start to sweat, it comes out and my legs are super slick. So I'm wondering if maybe something like that happened where it wasn't done intentionally, but it just happened, right? There are also a lot of things like if you drink things with a lot of niacin, it makes you sweat more. Like there's just lots of things that could, there are people who just naturally sweat. They have what's called hyperhidrosis, uh, meaning that they sweat more than normal. And, and, and so like, I, I don't know, but I do know that he was towel dried twice and, um, and, and he still, he still didn't get the win. And, and a lot of people are kind of on either side. Oh, it was Felipe Pena. It was, it was Nikki Rodriguez. And, and a lot of people in the no-gi realm, I think like Nikki Rodriguez, because he doesn't fit like the old school norm of being a black belt. Nikki Rodriguez is not considered a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt because he doesn't train in the gi often enough to actually get a black belt. So where his skill set is definitely like that, that higher level, um, because he hasn't put on the uniform long enough to, you know, to, to kind of go through that. And, and I don't know his, his personal history. I don't, I don't know all that. I just know that he's considered a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu purple belt in the Gi and he's not considered a black belt. So, but he competes in grappling tournaments in no Gi stuff. And so that's why there's that kind of bit of, um, uh, of, of controversy, right? So anyways, I, th- here are my personal thoughts on it, right? Cause I had no skin in the game. 
I could care less if Nikki Rodriguez won or Philippe Pena won, right? And But as I watched that match from an impartial standpoint, trying to be as impartial as possible, and then you look at how they how they rule who wins or not. Even though Nikki Rodriguez was very aggressive and he did attempt submissions, I never felt like he was in control of the match. Right? So even though Philippe Pena seemingly was in the less dominant position, right? He was in guard, which is considered a neutral position. This is what I teach our students is that guard is considered neutral. He still, even in that, now it becomes the burden of your opponent. When you play guard, it is now your opponent's burden to pass your guard. It is now their responsibility, their job to move forward and pass their guard. Your job is to maintain control and position and then look for a sweep or a submission, right? From the guard position. And we saw Philippe Pena doing that. He did this very laid back, relaxed, like um, (laughs) guard style, you know, where he would immediately drop, like it was, he was kind of like, it looked like he was at the beach. Like he was very laid back, but you know, where you saw some of the competitors in these super matches where they were like sitting up straight. They had like the guard, you know, it was like really close, like butterfly guard. And they would just follow their partner looking for those leg, you know, those leg attacks. And no, you saw Felipe Pena hanging out on one elbow, kind of this quasi lazy shield, And at no point did I feel like Nikki Rod was driving that match, right? Like I felt like we were playing Philippe Pena's game the entire time. I felt like he was in control even when Nikki... So it becomes Nikki's responsibility to pass the guard, right? It becomes Nikki's responsibility to get to the more dominant position because they're in a neutral position. So even when Nikki Rod would almost pass or he would he would get there, we saw Philippe Pena reposition and change change the the dynamic over and over and over again. And so I felt like even though we saw Nikki moving forward, pressing, 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 we never saw him to we never saw him able to dominate for any extended period of time. We just saw Philippe Pena reposition and put him back to where he wanted him right be that half guard guard he attempted to take the back once or twice like so that was my viewpoint right to me when people were super pissed off because yeah there was a point in that match there there were a couple submission attempts done by both sides right there was one time and only one time because I had seen I had seen Nikki Rodriguez catch Philippe Pena in a, in a footlock and Philippe Pena just kind of like shook his head and kept moving. And you could tell that it was not in any way worrisome for him. But then there was one submission that Nikki Rod attempted where you could see that Philippe Pena like lit up and was moving and trying to escape that actively. And that was danger. Like I perked up and I was like, Ooh, this could be it. 
And, and it wasn't, and I, I have no doubt that in the judges, right on their, on their scorecard or on their piece of paper, that was something that ticked the box in favor towards Nikki Rod. However, I don't think he had enough of those particular things for him to be the clear cut winner, because this was not a split decision. This was a unanimous decision by all three of those judges in favor of Philippe Pena. And from someone who's trying to be as impartial as possible, looking from the outside in, to me, I felt like even though Nikki Rodriguez did amazing and he was trying hard and he was pushing forward and he was moving, I felt like Pena had control the whole time. You know, I don't think, and he stated, Pena stated in his after interview, he was like, Nikki Rodriguez was strong and it could have gone to either one of us. I'm grateful and glad that I got the win, you know, and there was no like clear cut winner because no submission was had. However, uh, I mean, if you go back and you look at that fight, it was never, it was never Pena playing Nikki Rod's game. It was Nikki Rod playing Philippe Pena's game. Um, you know, there were a couple times where there's some scrambles and all of a sudden we're having to get out of stuff. But like 90%, 80, 88, 90% of that match was Nikki Rod attempting to pass and try to play Philippe Pena's game. And Philippe Pena was just repositioning, moving, moving, moving. And, you know, so, and, and I do think that physical dominance becomes important and, and, and physical, or excuse me, I said physical dominance. I mean, positional dominance becomes super important because positional dominance could be like your own and freaking guard. Like <laughs> guard is the most important position in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? That's, that's, that's what makes Brazilian jiu-jitsu so amazing is the guard, right? And, and never at any time was, I was like, oh no, you know, Philippe Pena's guard is, is horrific. Like, no, dude, I, I was like, he's, he's owning that guard. He's making Nikki play his game. So overall, my favorite match was not Philippe Pena and Nikki Rod. It was Wagner Hosha, his daughter, Jasmine Hosha and Amanda Bruce. I enjoyed that match tremendously just because uh, Jasmine was considered the underdog in that fight. She was losing in the beginning of that fight. She was definitely down and she was able to just, just claw and nail her way to that submission. I think she even won submission of the night. So very good. I, I, I enjoyed all of them. I went back. I had actually dozed during the co-main event between Bondini, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and um, Pedro. I watched that my match. That was a good one. Um, it was definitely Pedro's fight. Like he won it. It was obvious. Um, there were there were no matches where I'm like, oh, you know that that should have gone to the other guy. The closest match of the night was Philippe Pena and Nikki Rod. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was definitely worth the watch. Um, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with the judges that it, it was Philippe Pena's fight. Like it, it, 
in my opinion, from what I saw, when you talk about the rule set that they put forward for the judges to, to, um, you know, to, to judge by, then it, it went to Philippe Pena. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed. I've enjoyed talking to you. And if you have any questions or concerns, always give me a, give me a shout. I'd love to chat. Thank you so much. I'll catch you on the next one.